Ready to play after hearing that, you don't, you're not alive. You don't have a pulse. You're broken. You're not ready. Kevin Holden, welcome to the show, Kev. Good to talk to you. How are you? Uh, as always, ready to just go right through a wall. Just, yeah. Just that, that's it. It's like it's like a fullback in high school. I'm just I'm over. I'm running over everything. You got it, uh, Kev. Uh, CBS 58 Sports Director. We thought we'd bring you on and just talk some sports. We were just mentioning off the air. It's been three months of no sports yet. Surprisingly, lots of things to talk about, and we've got a new, brand new Milwaukee Brewer to talk to talk about. Uh, tell us what you know about Garrett Mitchell, or what you've learned in the last uh, well, less than twenty four hours, really. It's really true because the difference between the baseball draft and and the NFL or NBA is you have all these months of scouting ahead of time, combines that are on television. Usually, by the time someone gets drafted, you know a lot about them. In baseball. Literally, you see a name and say, hmm, well, let's go learn about him. And last night, that's what we did with, with Garrett Mitchell. And uh, I tell you, I'm really impressed with the pick. He was uh, – the Brewers had the 20th pick, and Mitchell was listed as the sixth best player in the draft. So the first question, of course, is why would he fall? Why would he go all the way down to 20 if that's the case? So this is the reason. Garrett Mitchell is a type 1 diabetic. He has been a type 1 diabetic pretty much his whole life. And uh, there were teams that are a little concerned about that. They, they think that maybe he would be, it'd be difficult uh, to, to try to manage that over the course of a long season. But the truth is, in the year 2020, that's a manageable thing. Type 1 diabetes is, is, you know, there are people who live long lives with type 1 diabetes. So the fact that the Brewers took that risk, took that chance, I love it. This kid has got this great combination. He has already got great speed and elite defense, uh, and his power is developing. So I, if I could give you a comparison, I mean, I, you know, I see a little bit of Lorenzo Kane in his game. He's a left-handed swinger, but uh, I, I think he's going to be special. And uh, the fact that the Brewers didn't get deterred by that diabetes thing was fantastic. Here's a question. I'm trying to think. I remember there was a player a handful of years ago that was diabetic. I can't, was he an angel? I don't remember. Do you know any other MLB players that are diabetic right offhand? Wow. So the person you're talking about was also a Brewers draft pick, a guy named uh, Dylan Covey. And he was a first-round pick. And what, what, basically what he told the Brewers was he wouldn't sign with them because he wanted to be close to home uh, to be treated. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, and he ended up in the in the big leagues with the White Sox. So he's, you know, that's one. I. I know some football ones. Jay Cutler is the first name from the sports world that comes to mind as a as a diabetic. I suppose that's not a great example. <laughs> no, but I, I remember he was. But did he was he an insulin taker or could he manage his diabetes with dieting? Do you remember? I, I don't. Right offhand, no. Jay I, Cutler used to. I yeah, think I, he I remember to, reading that that Cutler was a or is a diabetic. Yeah, and yeah. I think he used to take insulin shots, and I I don't know why I think then he didn't have to after a while, but. There's not a lot of that's the thing with with sports. There's not a lot of athletes that are professional and diabetic. Yeah, it's it's not something that's everywhere, but it's it's interesting because this is going to bring to light, especially for fans here, if if Mitchell makes it to the big leagues in the next few years, it'll bring to light the condition, how to manage it, how to work through it, and and still 
be an elite level athlete or or an elite level anything. I mean, I, I think there's some inspiration for diabetics everywhere. For sure. Do you want to talk about his sweet dance moves? I'm sure you've seen the video. <laughs> okay, this I thought was fantastic. So last night, uh, you know, we're we're getting ready to put the show on the air. We we get on a Zoom call because that's our world now. We love those Zoom calls. And uh, so everybody in the world's on the Zoom call with Garrett Mitchell. And the first question out to him, the first thing isn't, hey, how happy are you to be a Milwaukee Brewer <laughs> or whatever? It's, how about those TikTok videos? Yep. About that? 2020. Yep. Kevin. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, he, he's got moves. I mean, I guess that's where the, you know, he's got speed and defense. He's, you know, he's got some moves. I'd like to find out about his personality, too. In Milwaukee, if you make it and you make it big, you have to become a part of a Milwaukee Brewer system, part of Milwaukee. Prince Fielder was a perfect example of that. I wish he would have played his whole career yeah. here. Yeah, sure do. Ryan Braun, I think, was a quiet version, kind of like Aaron Rodgers is a quiet Packer. That's just my opinion. That's just the popularity gets around you when you become a, a goofy part of Milwaukee, kind of. I don't know if I'm expressing that correctly or not. So how's his personality? So uh, the the little bit that we know just from the the drastic the reaction that kind of thing, you know, there's there's a scale of how happy uh, is a a player to be going to a team, and on a scale of one to ten, it's like a fifty for him. I That's mean, awesome. His, yeah, his reaction uh, when you know the first shot you see on the on the draft, they announce the name, and he's surrounded by family and friends, and that is, I mean, you can't fake the reaction that he had. He was. Just he was overcome. He was so happy to be a Brewer, and he kept saying that on the call last night. He he said, and you never hear a baseball uh, pick say this. He said, "My goal is to bring a World Series title to this team." That's, That's great. You hear in football or basketball, but not baseball. That's crazy. Well, you know, he probably looks at the chemistry in the clubhouse that these these guys have fun. It seemed to enjoy their company and, and play with this each other. Close. Right. And, and they're, yeah, they've been on the cusp the last couple of seasons and it's it's you got a passionate fan base that that goes to games. It's a great atmosphere, so it's good to hear that. Uh Kevin Holden of CBS fifty eight, Kevin to broader scale with baseball. Uh the commissioner, I think it was yesterday, said hundred percent you'll see major league baseball in uh, 2020 what is your gut reaction your your take on it because it seems like the proposals that go back and forth like the owner's proposals are the same are the same thing that they're offering just a different amount of games that are traded back and forth between the two sides do you see this getting resolved anytime soon or in time to salvage a season no i I, if there's a resolution it's not going to be an agreement in other words that there, there are two steps here they they could either agree they can either you know decide what they want to do term wise or the commissioner can basically just set a season. If he feels like this isn't going to happen, he'll say, look, we're just going to play 48 games or whatever, and, and that'll be the end of it, um, I, you know, unless there's some sort of suit from the players on that, which could totally happen. But I, I think it's going to have to come down to the commissioner stepping in because, like you say, there's it's, it's bad in a negotiation when one side brings something up and the other side goes, nah, we're good. Right, and then they just wait five days right. and nothing comes back. Right. I mean, that's It's not a negotiation as much as it's been posturing. And even the, the little positives that have been in there, like you say, the number of games has gone back and forth. But there's the problem is the, these two sides haven't liked each other for years. This is, this is your two relatives that hate each other, and now they have to sit down at the table and sort something out. And, and so there's, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, animosity going across that table right now. It feels like some of my buddies and some baseball 
fans, certainly, enthusiasts maybe, are getting more and more frustrated with the players' union. Yeah, it's... And that's just, that, that's just, you know, they're, they're saying, these guys are well-paid, let's, let's, let's get back and let's do it, rather than having the union go, nope, we're, we're, we're not, we're scoffing at that. Which usually, it's the, it's the other way. People side with players over, yes. over billionaire owners. But right. yeah, you're, you're right. I think that's, uh, that's the case. Kevin, if the commissioner makes a decision, I got to think that's going to, that has to happen soon, right? If he's going to pull the executive order and say, we're playing this, this amount of games, because you've got to start here at some point, right? Or have, yeah. start building a plan. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to do it like as soon as possible. Like, is it this week? Is it by next week? Or like, when do you think it needs to happen? I think I think they give that minimum. They give them another week to to try to sort it out. See, here's here's where one of the biggest problem is between the players and the owners. The players obviously want more games because that's more salary for them. But they they keep throwing these proposals where the regular season ends later, like it ends at the end of October, and then they play the playoffs in November. The that won't work. It doesn't work, and and here's the reason. Television money right now is the money that, that's driving the sport. You don't have fans. You don't have tickets. So that massive TV contract drives the whole thing, and I don't want to speak for you know my buddies Tim Van Vord and Brandon Cruz over at Fox 6, but I can tell you that the Fox network has zero interest in a World Series in November because that, in, in television terms, what they call a sweeps month. It's a, it's a month where you're testing out your shows, you're getting ad dollars, that sort of thing. The, uh, the the TV contract has no interest, none, in playing uh, a playoffs in November. They're going to have to play those in October, or you'll have the World Series on like FX, which would be crazy. You can speak for TVV. He's a, he's friends with the station. He's on with Bob and Brian from time to time. So it's all it's wow, all good. You guys are all good. Really interesting. So, really um, interesting to hear that. I, know, point. I never even thought about that. Kev, can you hang on for a second? Because let's talk coming up next about uh, a sport that is happening with the NBA. Uh, that is yeah. does have a plan. So more with Kevin Holder from CBS 58 next. It's 1029 The Hog. Lana, thank you very much. We're speaking with CBS 58 sports director Kevin Holden. So let's move on from baseball to a league that is coming back, has a plan, and that is the NBA. Uh, Kevin, your first thoughts when NBA Disney became a reality. What was your take? What was your reaction about it? The first thing I wanted to do was was go down and, and cover the league and ride Space Mountain every yeah. day. And right? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But it's You know, uh, the NBA does have that advantage in that, you know, you can bring everybody to one place, to one site, and it's a complex, and, and so they can stay there. They don't have to go outside that bubble. And the biggest thing there is going back to the TV thing. They can satisfy all the TV rights. They can have those cameras on those games and, and be in good shape. I thought it was a great idea, and I'm glad that they got done with it, that they made it you know, official that they're going to make this happen because uh, someone needed to be first with a plan with dates. You know, the NFL isn't playing right now, so they're, they're fine, but somebody now has a plan with dates. I can circle it on my calendar. That makes me happy. Do you know how it's going to – no one knows for sure, I suppose, unless you're in the loop. What, what's the deal with the court setup and the facility for each team? Because I, I don't know what the Disney complex actually entails. So, I, you know, I worked in Orlando before I came here, actually. That, that, was, um, that was a while ago. It was 2007 to 2009. But we used to cover stuff at, the, at that complex, college basketball. And uh, it's – if you're if you're trying to stage a game with a lot of fans, it won't work. But if you're if you're looking for a good, solid court, a good arena, it's fine. I mean, uh, to me, it's 
I'm trying to put it in in local terms. It's definitely better than uh, than the Panther Arena. I is mean, there you know. is there only one court? One? No, they've got. A, a, I've read that they got a bunch. Well, they think they have games going on at the same time. Yeah, well, the yeah. more more than more than two. Because it would, so. uh, you, otherwise you'd have to play one game after another after another if it's just one I or two. I think it would look like college basketball, the tournament, the first with the regular season games they're trying to play. They could have like five, six games in a day and something going on. Uh, so they have five, five or six courts I there. Think so. Yeah, it's a full, it's, it's a giant, well, there's the main court that has the seats around it, and then there's another one behind it, and then there's this giant spread where you can literally just throw up partitions and just play you know, whatever. All at I'd like the same to. Time. I'd like to see it. Just see how that how, how that is. All right. So obviously, there's not going to be any fans there. So how do you feel about them thinking about piping in fake fan noise to make it sound better during the broadcasts? <laughs> you know, I, I I get that there's some purists that are like, I don't I don't want to have it. I don't want to have it. I'm actually okay with it uh, in in the sense that I'm a little worried it's going to sound too jarring if you know if. if Giannis has this thunderous dunk and, there, and it's just silence, you know, it's just, there's, there's no reaction at all. Like I, I think even the players would be all right with it. But the one thing that I hope they do that they take advantage of, what we've learned is the more that you have guys mic'd up in game action, the cooler it is. Yeah. You can't do it like a ton, but yeah. in basketball, it'll be tougher. But the, I mean, the more you hear them, the closer it can take you to the action, the better. So if there's some mix where there's some crowd noise and there's more guys mic'd up, uh, almost regardless of the sport. I mean, I know you got to put an eight-second delay on some of them sometimes, but it would be fun. Uh, the Bucks, of course, obviously was were favored to get to the NBA Finals, if not win the whole thing. Does that still hold true, Kevin? You think the, in basketball, even more so than other sports, I mean, you've got star players. That's who wins titles. I think it's still, regardless you're playing at home or you're playing in Orlando, teams with the best players in basketball are, are going to win. Yeah, and the, I guess the advantage of the, the downtime is you, you get to heal from injuries, you get to rest, that kind of thing. And I think that actually helped the Bucks. They were they were a little bit banged up when uh, when we got to the middle of March. It was about a month left in the regular season, and they, you know, they were starting to, to rest some guys. You know, there was some wear and tear. I, I think they're actually better with rest. I think they, they actually separate from the pack a little more with rest. So, I to me, I mean, there's always LeBron and the Lakers. I get it, but... To me, the Bucks are my odds-on favorite. I think they win this thing. And today is June 11th. I think the NBA season would have ended yesterday or today. The, the finals, depending on how long the series goes, is that? Am I right on that timing? Sometimes Father's Day. They go, uh, Father's Day is like next week, so maybe another week, depending on how series go. Yeah, okay. You're so right. within the so time of year, within a week, this or, would be NBA Finals time right now, at least. Yes, that's so crazy. But I've been saying, Kevin, I said this on the air, I, with this NBA season, however it goes and how it finishes, the Bucks win the title. Just embrace, embrace it. It's not an asterisk. It counts as an NBA championship. Oh, yeah. Just enjoy the ride, and hopefully the plan that they have in place, it, it goes off well, and uh, the, if the Bucks are champs, they're champs. They're the 2020 NBA champions. I agree. I hope that, that history is kind of that, because it should be. The it Bucks be. played five months of a, of a regular season in a normal circumstance. They had this time off. They'll come back. They've still got to beat all the teams they would normally beat in the playoffs to, to win this thing. Uh, yeah, I, I hope so, because it's it's a special thing. My one concern, my one worry is if they win a title, we got to think about a parade, and that's going to look weird right now, because even if your restrictions are lifted, I, I, there are going to be some people kind of not ready to go stand in a parade, right? I'll take that uh, problem. Kevin, I'll take that problem. We'll right. figure it out. We'll, All right, we'll find it. 
that case. I think You're talking about could... this is October when it's over. We could we'll figure something else. Gladly have that civic problem of what to do, how to celebrate an NBA championship. <laughs> All right, Kevin, I got to ask you one real important question. As you know, you have been from home, right? You've been like zooming in or whatever when you're doing your broadcasts. Yes. Yeah. All oh. right. Okay, so what are you actually, are you wearing pants? Are you wearing shorts? Are you wearing sweatpants? Do you have shoes on? What's what's happening? Should I post a picture up on social? Because my wife took one one night. I have not worn a pair of suit pants yet in three months. Can you, do it, you. Can you do it today before tonight's show? Since we asked you to, since the afternoon program on the hog, just what you're wearing. Well, yeah, I got no problem with that. Yeah, it's 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 either joggers or shorts usually, and and it's funny because it, you know, I I'll get dressed real quick, do the parts I have to do, and the second I'm done, I I yank that suit top and the tie off, you know, because it's it, it's even weirder having to wear that in your own living room than it is right. in the yeah. studio. <laughs> it's goofy. All right, Kevin, we'll watch you on the news uh, tonight and every weeknight. CBS uh, 58 Sports Director Kevin Holden. Thanks, Thanks for Kev. the time, Kevin. Thanks, Kev. We'll uh, catch up soon as uh, maybe we'll have actual games to talk about sooner than later. Let's hope. Oh, man, I can't wait. Thank you, guys. Always a blast. Kevin Holden on 1029 The Hog.